Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Lisa Arvanides about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and the Grand Floridian Convention Center at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Lisa. Hi, I'm excited to be chatting to you tonight. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have a wishes wedding at Walt Disney World. So we live in Manhattan and once we got engaged, I kept thinking I wanted like the grand Manhattan wedding. And then I realized pretty quickly that the grand Manhattan wedding came with a grand Manhattan price. (laughs) (laughs) And we started looking at venues and We paid for most of the wedding for ourselves, at least we were planning to from the beginning. And a lot of the venues that were within our budget kind of were a little lackluster. The one that sticks out in my mind and what actually ended up being the catalyst for us even looking into Disney, there's a venue inside Chelsea Piers in Manhattan, which is beautiful, except that you have to walk through an ice skating rink to get to the venue. (laughs) And I was like, I I don't know if my mom or my mother-in-law would be very happy in their heels and nice dresses or guests for that matter, walking through an ice skating rink. Uh, It smelled like rental shoes. (laughs) So on our way, leaving the venue, my now husband was jokingly saying, oh, why don't we find out if you can get married at Disney? And I was like, there's no way we can afford this. And we looked into it and it actually was more affordable than we thought. And that that was kind of how that all started. That is interesting. And I hear that a lot, that people just assume Disney's going to be expensive. But even now with the recent price increases, when you compare it to something like you mentioned, a big New York wedding, mm-hmm. it's actually really reasonable. Plus, fewer people show up, so then you don't have to pay as much for guests. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing we were thinking was, especially in New York, we have a lot of guests that were going to travel here anyways. And what would have really kind of put a damper on the wedding weekend would have been, you know, having this grand wedding, so much fun. And then like on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, we would need to take off work to play tour guide. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. That is interesting. And so then when you went to Disney, did they still expect you to be the tour guide? So it, <laughs> I ended up building a really, really comprehensive wedding website. I linked out to a lot of the like touringplans.com and I linked people out to agendas and plans that lovely people all, all over the internet have built already. And so that actually helped. And a lot of people understood that like they could meet up with us when, you know, whenever they wanted, or at some point, I think I had, I was able to secure an 11 person fast pass for seven doors mine train, which was, I I don't know how that 
happened. <laughs> but most of the time, our guests, I think, wanted to do their own thing, you know, met up with us for like some picture opportunities or to grab a quick snack. But we didn't feel as pressured or compelled to play tour guide. Interesting. Okay. And how did they react when they found out that you were going to get married at Walt Disney World instead of Manhattan? I think most people thought it, it was my idea. And and when whenever we brought up that it wasn't my idea to start with, everyone was very, very surprised. Most people took the opportunity to bring their families to make a vacation out of it. And I think that actually gave us a really great opportunity to have family and friends that otherwise wouldn't have ever met or spent time together come together. Oh, that's a good point. How many guests did you invite and how many ended up making the trip? We invited just under 65 and we ended up with 60 guests. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a great response rate. Yeah. Had they been there before or do they mostly live on the East Coast? So we actually, um, in our welcome speech at the reception, we built out a list of like all the different states and countries that were represented. And we had people from South Africa, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, and I, I want to say almost two dozen states represented at our wedding. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Now, how did you guys decide which ceremony and reception venues to use at Disney? So I think I fell in love with the wedding pavilion quite some time ago. And that was actually before the refurbishment. So the refurbishment just made it so much better. And despite being like a crazed Disney fan, I wanted the wedding to be at Disney without it being like screaming Disney, um, just because we wanted the opportunity to still be able to incorporate things that we really cared about without it being, you know, like Mickey Mouse heads everywhere. Like no offense to anyone that loves that, but like that was just not something we wanted at the wedding. The uh, reception venue was the Grand Floridian. I think the ballroom is just the first time I saw the Grand Floridian in pictures. I was like, this is such a beautiful hotel and it's such a beautiful space. I loved how open it was. And I kind of really love that everything was white from like a photography sense. I was like, this is, this is beautiful. And then as for the ballroom, I was like, I just needed, I I want, I liked the idea of an empty space that we could decorate how we wanted. And then you mentioned wanting to have maybe a toned down Disney aspect to the wedding. Did you have a theme at all or just colors? We wanted it to be a good blend of, uh, my husband is South African, but Greek um, and I'm Chinese American. And we wanted different pieces of our cultures represented in different ways. So as for the theme for the wedding, we picked red and gold to represent like the Chinese side of the wedding. For our custom Snapchat filter, I was able to find a really cool image from a Hong Kong Disney wedding where they took the character for double happiness and a middle piece of the character was a Mickey head. And then in that design for our Snapchat filter, I circled that character with the Greek key. So it was like a really tiny detail, but we we thought it was really special for people that noticed it. We also made sure that at the ceremony, we did the traditional Greek crown ceremony. So it was less of a theme and more of really a blending of two cultures. We wanted that to be a really important part of the day. Oh, that's interesting. What is the traditional Greek crown ceremony? Typically, it's performed in a Greek church, (laughs) but we talked to Nick's mom, and she also wanted it to be part of the ceremony. So 
I can definitely share pictures of it. And I'm probably not explaining this in the best way possible. But at the ceremony, there's like these two crowns and they're tied by ribbons. Each one goes on one of our heads and the best man swaps it three times. There is like a whole little blurb that I cannot recall right now (laughs) to explain the significance and the symbolism behind it. But we had that at the ceremony. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, at the reception, did you add any entertainment? We had Mickey and Minnie in gold. Oh, that's nice. And I always like to ask about that because Disney doesn't provide a lot of costume choices. So did you come to them with a photo of costumes you had seen or how did you work that out? Our wedding planner was actually just so amazing. And I felt like she was able to read my mind. Um, The moment we told her that, we wanted the wedding colors to be red and gold. She immediately brought out a photo of the gold outfits that they have that I actually think is for Quinceanera, possibly. But um, they they looked great and they matched the gold that we had picked already perfectly. So That's great. And do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend from the reception? So we definitely loved it when we had it for the tasting. And then I just didn't get to eat a bite of it at all. But the mac and cheese bar with the lobster is to die for. And like even after the wedding, when our guests ran into us at the parks, they were like, just so you know, your mac and cheese bar was delish. (laughs) (laughs) And as for the cake, I always wanted, as soon as we started planning our wedding, I wanted I wanted a red velvet cake just because when you cut into it, it matched the wedding colors. Ah. Um, I was really nervous at the tasting because I feel like red velvet can sometimes be really dry and not so great. But they did an amazing job with the red velvet. It was, it was I hate the word moist, but it was it was moist and it was it was delicious and it was the most beautiful red color. that's funny I just found out that that's actually a thing like most people hate the word moist (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it was a thing until one of my friends was like oh I I, I hate that word and I was like oh that's interesting (laughs) (laughs) did you add a dessert party or welcome party any other kind of events to your day We didn't do any officially booked events uh, like a dessert party or a welcome party but what we did was most guests arrive on the Monday. Our wedding was a Wednesday. And what we did was we told everyone that we were going to be at Dockside Margaritas from, I think, 7 p.m. until close. And everyone was welcome to join us. And it actually we actually took over the little dock area. Um, surprisingly, a lot of people showed up. And that was kind of our pseudo welcome party and it was an opportunity for a lot of the family to meet for the first time. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? At 9 a.m. hair and makeup, fairy tale hair and makeup, Stacy is the most amazing person ever. Stacy showed up at 9 and so did um, the steamers for my dress. I sent my husband to go hang out wherever it is that he was supposed to hang out (laughs) um they did we did hair and makeup and the florists showed up around noon and the photographers showed up around one they did a lot of pictures in the room they stole my dress for a little bit which is really nerve-wracking 
And then we did first look around three. And we did the family pictures around the Grand Floridian. We did the pictures with the bridal party and the groomsmen. Um, I hopped into Cinderella's carriage around 3.45. And the ceremony was at 5. And then from there, we sent everyone on their way to cocktail hour. Um, We were the only ones that stayed behind for more pictures. I felt that it was a shame for our bridal party and our parents to miss cocktail hours. So I just, I, we did our pictures before and we sent them to go enjoy. And then we came back and did pictures. And then the um, reception was from seven until 11. Got it. Okay. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your time or you focused your budget? Videography was a big one for us. We actually flew out our videographer from New Jersey. I didn't like some of the choices that we were offered on their recommended vendor list. And the one that I really fell in love with was unavailable on our date. So I scavenged the internet and luckily found our videographer on the Style Me Pretty list of vendors. So we flew her out. That was a that took a big chunk of our budget. The other stuff that was a big focus, we wanted to make sure we had like the Disney touches that we wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So um, we definitely had Cinderella's carriage and Mickey and Minnie. And then food was a big, big deal. So we made sure we had an open bar and we made sure we picked food that we knew we would love to eat, even though we didn't get to eat too much of it, but also that our family and friends would love to eat. Got it. And then what were the aspects that were less important where you saved your time or you saved your money? So initially, I really wanted, I had this idea of wanting the big cascading flowers as centerpieces. (laughs) And that obviously got expensive very quickly. And so we actually didn't do any floral at the reception. Um, We did floating candles in different height vases as centerpieces. And I think like Disney just made everything so easy and seamless that Planning wasn't incredibly strenuous or difficult for us. I I don't feel like we took too much time or focused much less on any other things. Okay. So out of all of that, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? We also did a uh, traditional Greek dance at the wedding called the Zorba. And it's one where you try to get as many people on the dance floor as you can. And the best part of all this was that Nicholas and I had rehearsed and tried to make sure we got the steps right. And it ended up not mattering because none of our guests had any idea what the actual steps were. But the pictures that came from that moment were so amazing. Just having everyone that I never thought I would ever see on the dance floor, like my mother-in-law's boss was on the dance floor. Um, (laughs) And it, that was a really cool experience. And then if I, if I think about it also, Mickey and Minnie coming through the doors and seeing the reactions on not the kids' faces, but the adults' faces and how everyone, everyone was screaming and so excited and wanted to dance with Mickey and Minnie. And that, that was just a really awesome moment. <laughs> so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Oh, you know, 
the only thing I can think of that went wrong, I actually had zero idea that it happened until days after the wedding because my maid of honor told me. But um, my mom brought guests into the bride's vestibule at the wedding pavilion for some reason. <laughs> and uh, I had no idea this happened. No one said anything. And a couple of days later, my maid of honor was like, yeah, just so you know, this happened. And I was like, oh, okay. And at that point, it's like, you know what? It, it didn't impact the day at all. But it was just like a weird, tiny thing that happened that I'm glad no one told me the day of. Interesting. And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was going to be a big deal or it was stressing you out? And then it turned out not to be. So my parents are divorced. And at the rehearsal and throughout the day everyone all the different vendors kept telling my dad to like escort his wife (laughs) I was like oh my gosh but that that was probably a little bit stressful for me um and they handled it so gracefully and they didn't even they didn't even bat an eye so it all worked out interesting okay is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I probably would have wanted to extend the reception a little bit longer by an extra hour. And I would have also made it publicly known what the definition of an open bar is because a lot of uh, my family who isn't used to an open bar at a wedding all thought that I only paid for like one drink per person. So they were all milking their drinks. And I was like, no, no, please go back to the bar. (laughs) Um, So if I could, I think, I think I would have uh, just circulated the definition and made sure everyone knew what an open bar was. That's funny because I think most brides and grooms feel the opposite. They wish their guests would only nurse one drink. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I, I don't know if it was like a cultural difference, but um, it was was just bizarre because I looked over at my dad and I'm like, is that the same glass of wine you've had for two hours? (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney wishes brides and grooms? Definitely buy Carrie's book because... (laughs) that that thing is a savior like Disney is so secretive and you know like they don't they don't advertise things and you put in your you put in your estimated date and estimated guest count into a calculator and it spits you out a random number like it Carrie's book is just phenomenal and helping plan other advice I would give and I think this is what everyone says but like and no one's gonna follow it but like (laughs) on the day of bad things are probably going to happen or tiny things are going to happen. Like I ripped my dress at some point and I, mm-hmm. and then I also lodged my Louboutin into the bricks outside of the wedding pavilion. Oh no. <laughs> but it, but like, honestly, like everything turns out fine. And I think the most important thing to focus on, on the actual day is all the people that are there to support you in this new chapter of your life. And the fact that you're marrying the person you're marrying. And I think like that's just focus on that and you'll get through it. And then in retrospect, looking at the tiny things that go wrong, you're like, ah, like not a big deal. (laughs) That's great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a blog that I detailed my planning from the initial contact with Disney. So I can give you that link, Carrie. Great. 
And then I will also get some photos from you and put them in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I really appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>